0: Hello, and welcome to Currently Streaming Podcast. I'm Jeremy, your host. Once again, the song that brought us in was called Dimensional Drift by the Heatley Brothers. I'll put a link to their YouTube channel and this specific song in the show's notes. They recently started making music again after a long hiatus, and I've been live streaming lately. So check them out if you enjoy their stuff. I also wanted to remind everybody that going forward, the Film Talks will be once a month, and these update broadcasts are going to be bi-weekly. That leaves one dark week a month to give me some time to work on all that. If there are any more updates, they will be exclusive on the Patreon to subscribers, as well as any outtakes and bonus material. Ad-free episodes will always be available, however, on my Patreon, as well as the extra content I mentioned before. Another bit of housekeeping was that I wanted to mention what the mission statement of this podcast is. I mentioned last update that I would like to think of this podcast as a virtual video store, where you can learn of new arrivals, and I could also make suggestions. I also wanted to mention that I think of this podcast as kind of like an audible aggregate where I can tell you all the upcoming shows and films and updates to streaming platforms while you're going about your day. I hope that these findings help you in your selection when you return back home. I also wanted to mention that going forward, all episodes will have a link to my website where the show's notes will reside. The show notes for each episode will have links back to some of my creative endeavors, as well as the section of my website with the show's notes. As I mentioned in the past episodes, I only have so many characters to work with, 4,000 to be exact, when I write the show notes within Anchor, and adding links eats up characters, so it's not worth it for me to only cite a few things and leave out the rest. So if you want more information or citations, visit the subpage that I link in this podcast's show notes, or find this particular podcast episode on my personal website. I'll mention this again at the end of the show, but I just wanted to give a heads up for right now. Like I mentioned in the previous episode, any information that I state pertains to United States apps only unless I state otherwise. This information may pertain to other countries, but I wouldn't be able to bring a whole lot of info if I had to include stuff from different countries in each episode. I have nothing against other countries, just everyone's licensing and laws are different. So I do hope you understand and bear with me. But with that, let's get the show started. Starting with streaming news, here is the incoming news that I have for you this update. March 17th saw the release of the HBO Max show DMZ, based on the comic. Rosario Dawson's character Alma is searching for her lost child. Check out the show if you're looking for more DC Comics-based shows to watch. Don't forget that the Halo TV show arrived on Paramount Plus on March 24th. AJ and I mentioned this show when we talked about bad video game movies and shows in our first film talk, so check that out also if you want more info on it. On March 25th, the global sensation Bridgerton will return once again for Season 2 on Netflix. If you haven't been able to catch the show that everyone has been talking about lately, now you can catch up on all the episodes. Don't forget today... March 28th, the new series, The Offer, will be dropping on Paramount+. Plus, Moving to another streaming service, with Plus at the end, Disney Plus sees the launch of Moon Knight on March 30th. Keep an eye out for this show, as it seems like it will be just as successful as Disney and Marvel's other superhero TV shows. On Paramount+, Plus, the new series, The Fairly Oddparents, Fairly Odder, will be releasing March 31st. If you're a fan of shows that mix live action and animation, this might be the show for you. Coming April 1st, and this is no joke, Netflix will be releasing another new interactive trivia cartoon game like Cat Burglar before it. This time it will be based on the Trivia Crack series of games called Trivia Quest. This show will be interesting and unique, so if you like interesting factoids, which I hope you would since you're listening to the show, be sure to check this out. More from Netflix now, the streaming service will see the new arrival of a new season of the Breaking Bad spin-off series, Better Call Saul. Season 5 will be dropping April 4th. As you may have heard, The Batman, starring Robert Pattinson, recently came out in theaters and according to IGN, this film will be available for streaming on HBO Max around April 19th. Whether you see it in theaters or watch it at home, the next chapter of the Cape Crusader has come. This release is still tentative though, so take it with a grain of salt, though the new film should be streaming soon. I mentioned the Magic Johnson-centered HBO Max show Winning Time, The Rise of the Lakers Dynasty last update, but Apple TV Plus will be airing a four-part docuseries looking into the life of basketball legend Magic Johnson called The Call Me Magic. This exclusive will be premiering April 22nd. Ozark fans, you have just a short time longer to wait for Part 2 of Season 4 to be released. The final season of this Jason Bateman-centric show will be concluding on Netflix April 29th. Don't forget, Chippendale Rescue Rangers will be coming soon to Disney Plus on May 20th. This film will explain what happened to the rescue rangers during the time they've been off the air and explore the modern meta world that we all live in. Coming May 25th is the next installment of Disney streaming Star Wars TV shows, Obi-Wan Kenobi. I've been hyped for this show since it was talked about years ago, about when they were deciding to make Solo. You don't see me right now, but I'm rolling my eyes. (laughs) That movie was terrible. But looking at the trailer, I think a lot of what I had thought about the show will be coming true. Especially with an aging Ewan McGregor, it makes sense to make a show like this and connect the prequels to the original trilogy. So I really hope that this does well. Only a short time will tell. In case you missed it, The Cuphead Show has been renewed on Netflix. While there isn't an exact date yet, it's projected that season 2 will be launching summer of this year. So be on the lookout. In international news, the BBC original Peaky Blinders is airing now, but its air date for Netflix has also been announced. The show will be joining the Big End's lineup and concluding the series on June 10th. July will see the release of the Netflix original film The Gray Man, starring Chris Evans and Ryan Gosling. This film sees the Russo brothers of the MCU fame return to directing non-Marvel movies, This film's budget was estimated at over 200 million dollars, so it should be a big blockbuster hit. Look for it later this summer. Luck, an Apple TV Plus animated special, will be premiering August 6th. This film is about an unlucky girl main character and stars the likes of Whoopi Goldberg, John Ratzenberger, Simon Pegg, and Jane Fonda. Look for it soon. Coming sometime this September is Disney's live-action remake of the 1940 animated film Pinocchio. This film stars Tom Hanks as Geppetto and is directed by legendary director Robert Zemeckis. A still image showing the Pinocchio doll and Hanks as Geppetto released recently, and it will be only a matter of time before we see more. Will this be another smash live-action hit for Disney? We'll see in the upcoming months. Here's another reminder for the Lord of the Rings Rings of Power series that will be coming to Amazon on September 2nd. If you haven't seen the trailer for this prequel show, I'll put a link to it in the show's notes. Several characters are returning to this series, including Galadriel, so it'll be interesting to see how they will be portrayed in the upcoming series. In December, Batgirl will be coming to HBO Max. This movie features newcomer Leslie Grace, and will also see the return of Michael Keaton as Batman. If you're a fan of the Caped Crusaders, check this movie out later this year. Also expected this holiday season is the Apple TV Plus original, Spirited, a Christmas Carol inspired musical. This film stars Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell will be returning to holiday specials once again in the form of this exclusive. I guess we'll see if we're visited by Christmas ghosts this December. Once more... The HBO Max video game adaption series The Last of Us will be delayed until 2023. This show sees Pedro Pascal of Game of Thrones, The Mandalorian, and Narcos fame as one of the main characters Joel in a post-apocalyptic world. 2023 will also tentatively see the release of Argyle, the Apple TV Plus exclusive spy film that stars Henry Cavill and is made up of an ensemble star-studded cast including the talents of Brian Cranston, Bryce Dallas Howard, John Cena, Samuel L. Jackson, Sam Rockwell, Catherine O'Hara, and more. It will be interesting to see Cavill take center stage in this espionage film, as he was also a supporting character in other spy espionage films like Mission Impossible and The Man from UNCLE. I guess we'll have to see when this exclusive comes out as the date gets closer. Further out, my wife keeps asking me to provide an update on HBO Max's Euphoria, so I wanted to throw that in here for all Euphoria fans. That's hard to say, you Euphoria. (laughs) The show has been renewed by the platform for a third season, however, that season will not be premiering until 2023 or 2024. I guess we'll have to wait a little longer to see what is next in store for Rue. In non-release date news, it turns out that the Batman prequel series that was going to be launching on HBO Max is now canceled. The show would have started at year one of Batman's taking up the cape and cowl, and from what I assumed would gather its inspiration from the titular Batman year one comic book and animated film. There are plans to continue to explore this new Matt Reeves Batverse, but not in this way according to comicbook.com. Hulu sinks deeper into Disney ownership as NBC Universal pulls their next-day streams of their shows from their platform. Shows like Saturday Night Live and others will now be present on Peacock instead as NBC Universal starts to shift away from the Disney-owned platform in favor of their home turf. What do you think of these changes like this? Is it good that Peacock will have better programming? Is this worse for the consumer? I think so. But leave your comments on the episode and let us know what you think. Next, let's move into our next segment. What am I watching? I wanted to mention about this segment before I got too into it. Please remember that all that I'm watching is over a course of around a two-week period in between the update episodes, depending on how busy I am with other things like work, but it may be shorter, it may be longer. But if it sounds like I'm doing nothing but watching stuff and reporting it to you, well, (laughs) I kinda am. But it's also across a period of time and not like I watched all this in one day. I definitely can't sit still for that long, ask my wife. (laughs) But anyway... I finished watching Dragon Ball Evolution. I know that this movie is bad, but I forgot how bad it actually is. It's interesting to see this film years later, though, as well as comparing it to another similar film that we will be covering in the third Film Talk with AJ and another guest. Check that Film Talk episode out when it releases in April. I also finished the last of Netflix's Neon Genesis Evangelion offers, with Evangelion Death True 2. Or is it Death True True? Anyway, this is the last thing on Netflix that I had to watch before shifting over to Amazon Prime Video to watch their movies and specials. This special mostly just recapped the whole series with a small amount of new, almost irrelevant footage, which was tough to get through since I had just watched the series not too long ago. Hopefully the Amazon Prime movies are better, but I'll talk more about those soon. I also watched The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I saw this movie shortly after it came out many years ago. Right now, in my book club that I'm a part of, we finished this book and I rewatched this film, and not only with the understanding of the book, but also with the awareness of several years of film studies, so I think that it was an interesting experience. I liked it a lot more than I did the previous time, and I guess maybe that may be because I could follow it who knows, but this movie was also released on Amazon Prime recently, but for rent and purchase only. However, the original British show is free through IMDb TV with ads, however. This movie has also been on Hulu for the longest time, so I think now was a good opportunity to check this film out again. Next, I decided to check out the French animated film Fantastic Planet once again. This is one of AJ's favorite movies, and the third time I've watched it and maybe we'll cover it on an upcoming episode, since it's a very underrated French animated film, and it has a very unique style. Like another movie that I'll mention soon, this movie has a lot of subtext, but it's from an age when animated cartoons were for adults, and were used to tell educated stories and lessons, and filled the void where a vision of a film couldn't be realized by any other way than to be animated, and that's without getting too cheesy with the effects. I'll talk more about this film in the future. Jumping back to Evangelion, I started the film Evangelion 1.11, You Are Not Alone. I'm curious if this is going to be another film that just retells the events in Evangelion like the previous movie I mentioned, so we'll just have to wait and see. I'm sure some of you might be chomping at the bit, telling me that I'm watching them out of order, or not seeing the magic that makes this series so renowned. But I'm exploring the franchise at my leisure, as well as at my pace, and seeing what opinion I make of it from a longtime anime lover and amateur film buff perspective. Guess I gotta finish this film to formulate more of an opinion. My wife and I were watching several things this time around. We finished the first season of Futurama since the show will be getting a new season on Hulu very soon. I've seen several of these episodes a few times now, but going forward, it will be interesting to see what episodes I still need to watch. I know I've seen the first season, Jurassic Bark, and the Christmas episodes, but I'm not sure what else. We also watched the first episode of the second season, but she decided to pivot to something else she was more excited to watch, which I'll mention here soon. We also watched, and I totally subjected her to nightmares with this pick, (laughs) was the 1982 film The Thing. Starring Kurt Russell and Keith David. If you're unfamiliar with this John Carpenter classic, it sees a group of people in Antarctica having to figure out who the alien is among them that is killing everybody off. I've always heard that this movie was good, so it's really weird going back and watching a classic for the first time that you've heard so much about, but never took the time to see it. I was really surprised at the level of the effects and the shell game that this film played as you were constantly questioning who was the imposter. I play a lot of uh, that imposter's game on Fortnite, which is basically just their version of the game Among Us, but I instantly got into that psychological mindset of the game by thinking two or three times in a loop trying to be ahead of the antagonist. If you haven't seen this old movie yet, check it out. I recommend it. My wife and I also started watching more of the relatively new episodes of South Park. The episode that I wanted to mention this time around is called Help, My Teenager Hates Me. That episode saw the boys playing airsoft with a group of older kids. I thought this episode was interesting, and one of the more general South Park episodes, one that is a return to form as it's not about any current events going on. I thought it was an alright addition to the lineup of the season, but not one of the best episodes. It was kind of funny though. Also, I think it's interesting that they have the kids slowly moving apart from each other, showing that there is some growing up that the show is doing, along with some of the other things that they've changed in the show, which I think is a very smart approach for the show. The last thing my wife and I watched was the movie Encanto. I had bought her this movie when I got paid last time from work, and I'm the kind of person who, if I'm going to watch a movie A lot, I'll buy it instead of rent it so that I can watch it again and again. And I figured she would do the same thing with this movie as she's done it with other Disney movies in the past, like Moana. It's funny because I actually see a lot of my family and myself in some of these characters, so I can actually relate very well to some of their struggles and secrets. This movie has gotten a lot of praise for being very inclusive, and I can personally atone for that as well, though my relation is not on a physical level as it is for some other people. I will say that this movie is really good for being a Walt Disney Animation Studios film versus Pixar, and it's almost Pixar level. There is a lot of deep conversation that is told through the guise of telling a story to children, So I've been picking up on all that subtext. I also thought it was awesome that John Leguizamo was in it as well, as it's always a treat to see him in something. But if you haven't checked this film out, and you are a lover of Pixar films, I think you will enjoy it, as Pixar has seemed to change in recent years. And this film reminds me more of classic Pixar, with the educated lessons in the wrapping of a child's narrative, than some of this bland, literal children's movie offerings that they've been making recently. But check this out if you can. For this episode's soapbox, I wanted to highlight a term used in film and explain a little bit about it, and just give people who don't know a rundown on certain things to better give you an understanding. This may be something that I do occasionally to give you useful tidbits about film, and maybe if you like it, I'll keep it as a separate segment. Let me know. For this episode, I wanted to talk about mise-en-scene. What is mise-en-scene? Well, first of all, let me tell you how it's spelled. It's spelled M-I-S-E space E-N space S-C-E-N-E. Mise-en-scene is a French term, meaning placing a stage, or what is on stage. Mise-en-scene is made up of everything that the camera sees in frame. So the lighting, costumes, makeup, actors, decor, etc. Everything in the shot. I mentioned Wes Anderson in one of my previous updates, and he is notorious for making the mise-en-scene of his films pop in two-tone color palettes. In other films like Fight Club, there is a Starbucks cup hidden in every shot. Again, this is a director playing with the mise-en-scene. Good directors arrange scenes to give a proper feeling or style or just have fun with it, like the Starbucks cup. But a director's job is not just getting people to shoot the movie, but putting those personal touches on a film, that makes it their own. That gets more into auteur theory, which we can address in another one of these, but I just wanted to provide a bite-sized mention of a term that I use in some of these episodes in case you might be unfamiliar, to clue you in on some of these terms that I do use in case they're not always readily defined. Next, let's move on to... Suggest Recommendations. As I was lurking the horror subreddit, or dread it as some of the members call it. They talked about horror movies that traumatized them as a kid. When I was a kid, I really didn't watch horror movies, but grew up during a time when there was always a dark part in a movie that the hero had to overcome. So for this episode's recommendations, I wanted to talk a bit about those movies that haunted my childhood nightmares. I think we all have those films that leave a lasting impression on our most impressionable selves, and for this recommendation, I wanted to look at the 1989 film Little Monsters, starring Fred Savage and Howie Mandel. This film came out during the height of Fred Savage fever, as the kid was everywhere. The Wizard, The Wonder Years, another show that was the (laughs) W-something. (laughs) But uh, this movie saw Savage befriend a monster under his bed, Maurice, played by Mandel. In the film, Howie Mandel is unrecognizable with the amount of makeup he has on for his monster look. In this film, other bad monsters from under the bed kidnap Savage's brother, and he and his friends fight back with the help of a little light. The scene that freaked me out the most as a kid, though, was when the toys came after the group. I remember the buzzsaws coming out of the floor, and I felt visibly traumatized at my grandma's house one day when I watched it. I think my mom had asked me why I wasn't being social with the family, and I kept thinking about this scene. (laughs) But check this film out, as long as you are old enough not to be scarred for life. The other recommendation I wanted to make for this episode was Star Wars, The Caravan of Courage, and Ewok Adventure. In this direct-to-video movie, it sees two siblings befriend a bunch of Ewoks, and they band together to save their parents who have been kidnapped by a towering monster, a huge species on Endor known as the Gorax. The scene from this movie that always freaked me out as a kid was where the giant Gorax has the parents in a cage, and the fact that there was this creature so large, and to think that as I was a kid, I always thought my parents were big, but I couldn't imagine something towering over them to make them so small. I'm not even sure why this scene freaked me out so much as a kid, but maybe it was just the effects of back then and how believable they they were, but now they seem so fake. I also got flashbacks of this scene when I watched The Dark Crystal recently, and when the Gartham put all the creatures in the cage and carried them back towards the Skexis. But regardless, if you have Disney+, Plus, you should catch up watching some of the old Star Wars backlog especially if you're unsatisfied with where the brand is today. It's crazy to think of the things that traumatized you as a kid, like why did it influence me in that way and stick with me so long? What are some movies that influenced you and tormented you in your younger years? Leave us a comment or message and let us know. To mention Reddit again, it reminds me of what I find terrifying in the megalophobia subreddit. Seeing giant creatures tower over you and decide what to do with you when you have no way to defend yourself against them is a whole other level of terror that we never really think about. But regardless, if you're looking for a family movie that has some creepy elements, check out these films. Lastly, let's move on to our final section, plugs. don't forget you can leave me a message on my Anchor page. That's anchor.fm slash currently hyphen streaming. ancho dot F-M slash currently hyphen streaming, same spelling as the show. Send a suggestion of something to watch or a shout out, and I may even air it during the show. Also, if you aren't comfortable with sending a message and would rather request by email, you can email me at currentlystreamingpodcasts one word no spaces or any weird spelling all lowercase at gmail.com also check out some of my other writings besides this podcast such as yellowraincoatofhorror.wordpress.com. this site is my horror inspired blog that i made after taking a horror film class in my last semester of college i wanted to highlight and catalog the trope of the use of the yellow raincoat in various horror movies But check out my articles. They are also on my personal website, which leads me to mention my personal site, jeremybuguki.com. That's J-E-R-E-M-Y-B-O-G-U-C-K-I dot com. Again, check out my site if you like some of my writing. I am a writer and working on a novel as well as doing this on the side and working. I write the outlines for all these episodes, so if you like my style and like fiction or poetry, check out some of my other works on there as well. This podcast is also listed on my personal site as well, so if you want to check out the show notes for each episode, you can find them there, as well as the citations, and check out more information about what I've talked about. My personal site will have it all there for you. You can also follow the show on Twitter. That's at currently stream. If you search or use the hashtag currently streaming, one word, you can also find us there too. I hope I brought you a wealth of information and opinions this time around. It takes time to put some of these episodes together, including viewing the texts to give you an opinion on them. If you'd like, you can help support this podcast. You can do so with Patreon. That's patreon.com slash currently streaming podcast. P-A-T-O r-e-o-n dot com slash currently streaming podcast all lowercase one word no fancy spelling same as the show Having various streaming services isn't cheap, as well as hosting and bandwidth, as well as paying for anything else that I need to bring what's good for you to watch. The Patreon is now up and running, and while I'm doing this in my free time, I would love to do this full-time if it proved to be worth it economically. I could even bring more content frequently, but check out our Patreon if you'd like and help fund our first goal. Once again, thank you for listening to this new episode of Currently Streaming Podcast. I hope I helped you find some things to watch this week and the next update will be released on April 11th. And until then, happy streaming.